0: Good day to you, my friend. God bless your heart. Welcome to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor podcast, featuring life lessons that will uplift, amuse, and inspire you. Each week, Joyce will reveal many lessons she has learned as an author, women's ministry leader, life coach, and minister. Sit up. Pay attention. Now, here's your host, Joyce Calvin. Hello
1: and thank you for joining in today. I have three phenomenal women from the Women in Ministry and Business Alliance, WIMBA. We will be discussing why it's necessary to be authentic. I'd like to introduce my first guest, Elder Yvette Beasley. Yvette is a preacher Bible teacher, conference speaker, experienced youth and women's ministry leader. Yvette is a dedicated member of Toastmasters International and has received the distinguished Toastmaster recognition. She enjoys training and teaching on leadership development, storytelling, and having faith in God's word. Yvette is also skillful in helping people develop their leadership abilities communication skills, and discover their purpose, which makes her a valuable asset to the kingdom of God. She is also a prayer warrior and has led the Spiritual Connection prayer ministry for more than 10 years. Yvette has taught on prayer, organized prayer clinics, and written prayer guides because the power of prayer is another one of her passions. Yvette has also served in various leadership roles in the Women in Ministry and Business Alliance, WIMBA, which is a coalition of Christian women, entrepreneurs, and ministry leaders. Yvette currently serves on the advise, as an advisor of the leadership team. Yvette holds a Bachelor of Science degree in healthcare administration from DeVar University and is currently pursuing her master's degree in public health administration with the University of Phoenix. You can contact Yvette uh, via email or 219-440-2582. Welcome, Yvette.
2: Thank you so much for including me and giving me this opportunity to be on the podcast.
1: I'd like to welcome my next guest, Sheila McCoy. After spending most of her adult life as a social worker, Sheila is presently an agent with New York Life Insurance, an annuity company. She loves networking, meeting new people, and helping those that need her services. Sheila's passion is educating people regarding protecting their families' assets with life insurance and long-term care insurance. Sheila is also a member of the Women in Ministry and Business Alliance, WIMBA, a coalition of Christian women entrepreneurs and ministry leaders where she serves as the director of the business team. From the age of five, Sheila has been classically trained on the piano Sheila also attended and graduated from the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. You can connect with Sheila via email or 708-916-4586. Welcome, Sheila.
3: I just want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of your podcast.
1: I'd like to welcome my last guest, Reverend Sharon E. Robinson. Sharon is the founder and executive director of Earth Angels Ministry of HELPS, a nonprofit community outreach organization, which began in 2003. Its mission is to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and share the love of God. They are committed to being angels in action, moving, doing, and serving. Matthew 25, 34 through 36. One of Reverend Sharon's favorite scriptures is Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is your strength, for out of which flows the humorous part of her life. She loves good, clean comedy. Therefore, she has recently birthed out a comedic character named Miss Gladys. Glad I is saved, glad I is whole, and glad I is able to make some people laugh, chuckle, or smile, because according to God's word, a joyful heart is good medicine. Proverbs 17, 22. Reverend Sharon is also the assistant pastor of the Greater Zion Hill Missionary Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Pastor Charles E. Sargent Senior. Reverend Sharon is also an intercessor. She currently serves as the director of the intercessory prayer team of the Women in Ministry and Business Alliance, WIMBA, which is a coalition of Christian women, entrepreneurs, and ministry leaders. To connect with Sharon, you can uh, email her or call her at 312-620-3029. Welcome,
4: Reverend Robin. This is Sharon. I want to thank you, Pastor Joyce. You have pushed me ever since I met you and it's a good push and I thank God for it. Appreciate you.
1: Okay. Now that you know more about our guests, let us dive right into our questions. So the first question is, what does authentic mean to you? What does the word authentic mean to you?
4: Good evening, Pastor Joyce. For me, authentic means original, one of a kind.
3: Sheila? Um, to me, authentic, being authentic means to be honest and open um, about your feelings, not holding you know back, just letting the world know exactly how you feel and not sugarcoating anything. Okay
1: Be uh, real and honest. Great. Uh, Yvette, what does authentic mean to you?
2: Authentic to me means uh, real, the original genuine that you are presenting your real true self. There's no falsehood, there's no mask. you are authentically who God created you to be. So it's the original the authentic the, the genuine, the true self or true design of an item or substance of an item.
1: So, how do you maintain or achieve authenticity? Yeah. How do we do that? How can a person uh, become authentic?
2: I think for me, and this is Yvette, I think for me, um, the process to authenticity is continuous. Um, It's like what the Bible says, that you pick up your cross and you follow him daily. This is not something that you can do one time. This is a continuous process. So daily, I'm searching to find what my true core is, what my passions are, what things bring me joy what, what is my core to my nature? What things disturb me? What causes me pain? All of that is included to me, I believe, in finding your authentic self and your, your authentic purpose, destiny.
1: Great. Uh, Reverend Robinson?
4: Find out who you are and develop that.
3: Oh, wow. Sheila? Okay, so to me, I know that like, as we go through life, we have a lot of trials and tribulations. And from there, you start learning as you get older, the kinds of things that you will accept, um, you won't accept, the kind of things that make you happy or sad. um, And also, that helps you to become more authentic because you learn what it is that you really want, and you don't accept anything less than that.
1: What is the ultimate need that has plagued mankind since the beginning of time? Even God, corporations, small businesses, houses of worship, and every institution is in need of this precious commodity. The search for this priceless commodity has become more and more difficult to find. No, it's not money, social programs, or even new governments. The number one need is genuine, ethical, and quality leadership. Why is it important for leaders to be authentic?
4: Too many copycats already in the world.
3: I think that leaders need to be authentic because there's people that are looking up to you, people following you, and you want to make sure that you set the best example. So, you know, it's almost like telling a lie. You have to say it so many times that it's always different, but when you're authentic, everything that you do is the same. So when they're looking for guidance or looking at ways of, you know, helping people, then they know, okay, this is, you know, the same every time, this is what I need to do. And they're following you. So okay.
2: that's important. Um, to me, why must leaders be authentic? And it's so ironic you would say that because I had to teach a class with Toastmasters at our annual conference in April about authentic uh, being authentic and, and why would somebody want to follow you? If a leader is not authentic in who they are, then you you lead with a handicap. You lead disabled. And then when the results of the project or the results or the goal that you're trying to reach is hindered, it's because you were not operating in your true self. It's only when we acknowledge who we are, even our shortcomings, when we acknowledge that, then we can lead by example. And I don't want to follow somebody that's not true to them, because how are you going to be true to the goal? How are you going to be true to the team? And people can recognize when you're false, when you're false flagging, when you're pretending, Mm. when you're acting like you know it all and don't, they can spot that. Everybody wants to be part of a winning team. In order to win, you got to understand that I got some shortcomings. I got some areas where I am not 100, but guess what? I'm willing to work on that, even in front of you, to let you know that we can overcome whatever the obstacle is. So, Leaders must be authentic. You cannot copycat. You cannot mimic because you see somebody else being successful. That's the path that was given to them. You have to understand who you are so you can walk out your own. And one of the examples that I wanted to give in one of my um, studies, I was reading about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we know that those were the names that was given to them by, by King nebuchadnezzar but when they came into that region they had hebrew names and those hebrew names were switched because of the culture they had to put on a new a different persona because of the culture and the environment that they were in but true to their core they were hebrew boys that believed in the true and living god And when they would not bow to King Nebuchadnezzar's idol, they were thrown into the fiery furnace. Not only were they thrown into the furnace, but they were bound The Bible says that they were bound in Daniel 3 and the fire was turned up seven times higher and they were cast into the furnace, but they remained true to their core, who they were authentically. We are children of the most high God. I won't eat your food and you'll see that I'm different. I won't bow to your idols and you'll know that I'm different because they held true to who they were, their authentic selves. It caused the change. When they came out of the fiery furnace, when King Nebuchadnezzar knew who the real, true and living God was, he said that everybody is going to honor their God. Mm -hmm. You don't have to bow down to this statue anymore. But that's because they were truly authentic to who they were. And when leaders are truly authentic to who they are, we can impact change. We can change the future because God holds the future. But when we are false flagging and when we're pretending to be something that we're not, then we cannot impact change. We're going to bow down to everything. So that's why it's important for leaders to really be authentic. Don't sugarcoat. Don't hide. Be authentically who you were created to be because there is an assignment set just for you. You can't operate it if you counterfeit.
1: From the age of seven to about the age of 13, I was a majorette. I marched in hundreds of parades all over the Midwest. I and my friend Deborah marched in the Bud Billiken parade every year. I love being a majorette, marching and twirling my baton. I could twirl my baton really well, twirling it through my fingers and throwing it behind my back and up into the air. However, we had one routine where we would twirl our batons, throw them really high in the air, turn around, and catch the baton. I hated that routine because I was so afraid that the baton would hit me on my head. But instead of hitting me on on my head, my baton hit the ground with a loud thump. I practiced that routine repeatedly, always with the same results. Me twirling the baton, throwing it high in the air, turning around, running out of the way, and thump. What baton are you running from or life situation that you are afraid to face? Fast forward to the adult choice. When God was leading me into ministry and leadership, what do you think I did? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, you got it. I ran. I ran until I heard a sermon by Bishop Jacqueline McCullough titled Come Out of That Corner, You Can't Hide. She preached about how you run from the call on your life, but God's plans and purposes for you are not to hurt you, but to bless you and to make you a blessing. At that moment, I made the decision to stop running. I had to learn to feel the fear, have the doubts, but still throw the baton in my uh, podcast free to be my authentic self. I talked about uh, facing your fears. And um, so the next question is what happens? And I talked about some fears that I had uh, during my childhood. And so what happens when you don't deal
3: with your childhood issues or fears? This is Sheila speaking. For me personally, um, not dealing with childhood issues and fears plagued a portion of my life as an adult because I did not handle what needed to be. So I had to seek assistance to help me get to the point where I am now.
4: This is Sharon. When you don't face your fears, they follow you into adult life and you continue to fear what you did in childhood
2: Wow, that is such an appropriate question. And I feel like I keep preaching because that's a preacher and teacher in the inside of me. So <laughs> I cannot hide authentically who I am, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> but when we do not face our fears, fear is false evidence appearing real. And immediately when you ask that question, Pastor Joyce, I talked about David. When David went up to Goliath, everybody was afraid of him. But David was, plan- was prepared for Goliath as he was growing up, right? He had to face giants. He had to face lions. He had to face tigers. He had to face ba- bears when he was tending to his father's sheep. So when he faced Goliath, which was bigger than all of those, he wasn't afraid. He knew that God would deliver him into his hands and he declared it. So when we don't face our fears, we put ourselves into a prison that keeps us from fulfilling the destiny that God has called for our lives. That keeps us from walking out and being authentically who God called us to be. The enemy set that up as a fear to trap us, to keep us locked, to keep us from believing that it is possible but when we face it and say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, whatever the monster is, whatever the giant yes. is, when we begin to say out of our mouths, surely. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and address it. Who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine that Mm -hmm. dare defiles my God? Who are you, enemy, that will try to hinder the move of God in my life? Who are you, enemy, that will try to distort the vision of who I am in Christ? You are defeated. Mm -hmm. We cannot let our fears bind us and hinder us that's a yoke that was not designed for us to carry and mm-hmm. we have to be released from that mm-hmm. and go deeper is it rejection is it something that happened in our childhood we have to address that and overcome it wow wow mm-hmm. yeah that's great that's good. i felt that one that is-
3: praise god
1: Okay, so the next question is, when you recognize your childhood uh, traumas or fears resurfacing in the adult you, how have you handled them?
2: Not only did I speak seek spiritual counseling, but some of those things I had to go and sit on a couch and talk to a counselor a lot of people in in our community believe that talking to a counselor or a psychiatrist is taboo. You don't do that. No, I need to get my mental together. And if they are uh, if they were skilled in those areas, I've done that. I've reached out to clinical psychiatrists and spoke to them. I've done spiritual counseling. I've had to go through the garden of my heart and deal with some things and get some healing and some deliverance in some areas because I'm not perfect. I'm a work in progress. But now when those things come up, I know how to deal with it because the enemy is still on his game. He's still on his job. His resume didn't change. He's coming to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus said that I came that you may have life and that more abundantly. So I have to choose to walk in that and deal with those fears when they pop up. This is Sheila.
3: I would say the same as um, Yvette. However, I have been in some groups where I realized that I'm not the only one who went through some of the things, you know, some, like some of them went through the same things that I did. So it helped to not feel like I'm just ostracized or by myself or nobody understands because I felt understood. And that helped me a lot also besides, you know, the therapy and, you know, all that seeking commonality,
1: uh, finding yes. someone that uh, feeling that you're not alone. Right. Uh, that you're not, uh, this is not unique just to you. Right. Okay. Reverend Robinson, did you have? Hey.
4: Okay, yes. I was looking at the news today and they did an interview with Simone Biles and she said that she withdrew Not because of physical injury, but mentally she was not there. When we recognize something from the past has crept up into our today, our future, our right now, it's best to nip it in the bud. How do I recognize that something old is coming up? Sometimes for me, if I keep rehearsing it, and rehearsing it in my head, that's a sign to me that something's wrong. I have a friend who's a psychologist and we talk, she'll help me walk through or talk through whatever the event is or whatever's happening at that moment. I have another friend who's a nurse and we did a conference call last week. In that conference call, because we were preparing for a workshop, she said, "Circling is anybody circling the drain?" And I'm like, "What? They fixing to go down? They're about to die." But, and and that's that's the truth. That's one of their terminologies that they have to use. They don't have to use, but to help them get through the. Day, the night, the report, they say, who's circling the drain? So if I see myself circling the drain about to go down because of something in the past, I have to get help. Mm-hmm. And that help can be calling a friend, definitely calling on Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, call a friend to hear a voice that can walk me through Karen, you got this. Another thing that I'm working on is decluttering, decluttering. A couple of friends came by one day and they just cleaned out my garage. There were items there to them. Oh, this ain't nothing to me. Yes, a whole lot. This needs to go. I can't have this here. I need this out. So the garage, the house, bit by bit, it took time to get all of these treasures in here and it's taken time to get it out. But I've reached the point that I want it out. I don't want to settle where I am. I don't want to settle for past things and being okay with it. I don't want to settle for past behaviors and being okay with it. A past behavior that I have had was, this was many years ago, maybe 10 or more years ago, but I had a rocking chair and I would sit there and I would rock and I would eat different flavors of ice cream because I was in a depression and going deeper and deeper in the hole. The house would be dark, just the TV on. I would buy the ice cream, the flavored ice cream, and then put the toppings on there and just sit and eat myself into a tizzy. And as a result, my features expanded. And then I started buying clothes that didn't have a button or zipper, but mostly just elastic in the waist. Because I had expanded my features when I started coming up out of the depression, when I got on medication to help me get up out of this depression, I noticed a change. I feel happier. I look happy. I, I know I'm happy from the inside out. Thank you, Thank
1: you for sharing that. That is uh, powerful Uh, Anybody want to add anything before we move into the last segment? Clean your plate. As a child, my grandmother would always say to me, eat all your food and clean your plate because they are starving children in Africa. So when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and will be able to say, I used everything you gave me, so says Irma Bombek. I don't want to get to the end of my life and find that I live just the length of it. I want to have lived the width of it as well, Diane Ackerman. I want to die empty. When I leave this life, I want to have used all of my talents, skills, and gifts. I intend to throw my baton and clean my plate. One of the other things that I talked about was cleaning your plate. Yes. To die empty. Do you believe yes. it's possible to really clean your plate or to die empty?
4: I shall hope so, because that's what I'm pushing for. This is Sharon. <laughs> God, you give me a bright idea. I'm going to work it. Yes.
1: Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Anybody else?
2: Cleaning your plate or dying empty. That is definitely a goal. I, I read, I, I think, uh, Pastor Joyce, you shared at one of our WEMBAs a video where the, uh, I think it was Malmus Monroe, was stating that the sim, the graveyard is full of potential. Mm. Mm -hmm. where people died with untapped potential or did not fulfill the destiny that was on their life and i think that's an individual goal that people have to have Mm -hmm. to die empty i i would love to die empty Mm -hmm. and to clean my plate that i have actually fulfilled the call that god had on my life that is my goal and daily that's my desire
3: amen amen that for, is- for me, um, one thing that I can honestly say is I am always super duper busy, and people always ask me, How do you do it? Why don't you sit down sometimes? And my response to them always is, I'll have a time to sit down and I'll have mm-hmm. a time to rest. But as long as I can get up every morning and do all these things, I need to because I don't want to get to that point where I look back at my life and have any regrets. I
2: want
3: to be happy. Mm
1: -hmm. Great. Awesome. Thank you, ladies, uh, for uh, your uh, answers. So now I want to move into the personal about each one of you. And so I'll start with uh, Yvette. So Yvette, what's next for you?
2: I'm trying to reignite the spiritual connection prayer ministry. Uh, I am sitting down with my senior leader to create a prayer ministry. And in that ministry, I will help train people for intercess to for the role of an intercessor. There's 12 dimensions of prayer and talking about those different dimensions and how, as an intercessor, how you tap into those. Is this a prayer of thanksgiving? Is this a prayer of supplication? Is this a prayer of decrees? Is this a prayer of declarations? Or is this simply a prayer, a, a just a laundry list, a, a, a prayer list? You know, so I want to be able to ignite the spiritual connection. I want to relaunch that. The tagline was 30 minutes could change your life. And I used to have prayer on Facebook Live. Well, I want to take it up a notch and maybe have a podcast for prayer. Um, So I'm trying to shape that and hand in hand with prayer, working on a, a form of a women's ministry. I've done that with both churches that I've attended. And I currently do a Kyle woman where we talk about the strengths of a Kyle woman. And that's a Proverbs 31 woman. What does that really entail? Did we know that that's multiple women, that that's not just one woman with all those different attributes, but those are multiple women. So I want to be able to, that's what's next launching the spiritual connection um, working with the women's ministry at Jesus is the Way Christian Center and producing my book.
1: Awesome. Very good. When you said the Kyle woman, uh, I uh, talked on the Proverbs 31 woman and in my studies, I found out that Kayel Ishet shit means uh, woman of valor.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: God uh, called me early on. Yes. Uh, woman of valor. And I'll be doing a podcast on uh, who am I now, I am a woman of valor. So, thank uh, you yeah. uh, for that. Yvette, what is the best way for people to contact you?
2: I, I guess the best way to do it is via email. Okay. And uh, my email is ybeasley, that's Y-B-E-A-S-L-E-Y at thewaylive.tv. Uh, Reverend Sharon. Yes, ma'am.
1: What's next for you?
4: Wow, Joyce, you asked what's next for Reverend Robinson. Well, beginning next month, September 6th, 2021, I will launch a podcast entitled Golden Nuggets from an Earth Angel. This is a weekly podcast Monday through Friday to help motivate and jumpstart your day. It will propel you and encourage you in a refreshing way. To contact me, I can be reached at 312-620-3029, 312-620-3029, or you can email me at goldennuggetsfromanearthangel at gmail.com. Again, goldennuggetsfromanearthangel at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and as always, blessings on your head.
1: Thank you, Reverend Sharon. Um, does my intro and outro. She is that voice that uh, introduces this uh, podcast. And uh, I've got so many compliments on who is that lady? Wow, uh, she sounds really great. So kudos to you, uh, Reverend Robinson, looking forward to uh, your uh, new journey. And last but not least, Sheila, what's next for you?
3: Okay. So for me, it's all about financial literacy and education. Growing up, I was not interested in any kind of investing or anything like that. So I am studying for my first investment exam. I have three to go before I can actually help people with their retirement planning and investments. Um, I think it's important for people in our community because we don't do enough of it and we don't know enough. So I want to definitely continue with my education, pass the exam, so that I can add that to my list of things that I can help people in our community with. Sheila, you are an insurance financial... uh, Yes, I'm I'm a financial specialist, and I focus on life insurance and long-term care insurance right now. And how can people connect with you? They can actually... Call me at 708-916-4586. Or they can send me an email at SE Jackson Zero One at Fs and Frank, and Tom. Dot New York Life dot com. Those Great. are two ways that they can get in contact with me.
1: Thank you, ladies, so much. This has been a wonderful discussion. Any last uh, tips or things that might have uh, come to mind. That you didn't say. Before we end this discussion.
4: So let your past. P-A-S-T. Help you on your path. P-A-T-H.
1: Let your past help you on your path. That'll preach. Yes it (laughs) will.
2: (laughs) And I just want to also leave with. The road to authenticity. Is not easy. But it's certainly worth it
1: peace and blessings to you and yours. Thanks for listening. God bless.
0: Wasn't that powerful? Thank you for listening to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor podcast with your host, Joyce Calvin. If you have enjoyed this episode, and I'm sure you did, please follow Joyce on Instagram at LessonsFromAWOV and on Twitter at LessonsFromAWOV. You can also listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, or anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening, my friend, and make your day a great one.